The following is a presentation of the Premier Dance Network. tuning in to another episode of Beyond the Bar. I'm your host, Margaret Mullen. I'm coming to you once again from the Pacific Northwest Ballet School's 2016 summer course. Today, I'm joined by a very special guest, PNB principal Jonathan Peretta, to discuss a new book, Out There, Jonathan Peretta's Life and Dance, a new coffee table book by Marcy Selman. Thank you so much for being here, Jonathan. Really pleased to talk about the book. And I am also joined by four of the Summer Course Men's Division students. And if you wouldn't mind, one at a time, saying your name, where you're from. I'm Ross Sonart, and I'm from Tucson, Arizona. And this is my second year attending this intensive. My name is Philip Otto. I'm from Huntsville, Alabama. And this is my second year taking this intensive. My name is Dallas Finley. I'm from Florida. And this is my second year here. My name is Christopher Dariano, I'm from New York, and this is my, also my second year. Great, well, thank you so much for being here with us. Of course. Very excited to have Wait, you. Wait, you're an Otto? Yeah. So My dad's Philip Otto. Right, and Rachel <laughs> Butler. Rachel Butler, yeah. yeah. I love Rachel and Philip. Okay, <laughs> well, I'm going to have to tell them I yeah. was in a podcast uh-huh. with you. Because then you, you said Huntsville Ballet, that's their school, isn't yeah, it? That's yeah, that's where my dad's artistic director right okay. now. Yeah, you have to tell him I said hello. Oh, I will. They still own a deli? Oh, okay. So (laughs) they actually, like, just sold the deli. Okay. Like, a couple months ago. Okay. To really get into ballet and try to boost our company. Right. And Rachel's from New Jersey. Yes. Now it all makes sense. Now it connects. Okay. (laughs) So our our little aside. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Sorry. (laughs) Connecting the dots of ballet. It's a very small world. So so the book is called Out There, Jonathan Perretta's Life and Dance, and it's a new coffee table book by Marcy Silman. And the description of the book that has come out officially is, Jonathan Perretta is one of the most beloved dancers at Pacific Northwest Ballet. But his journey to principal dancer wasn't easy. He grew up different, gay, lonely, and teased in a small New Jersey town, following a dream that those around him couldn't understand. Award-winning journalist Marcy Sulman chronicles the dancer's tale in a new all-ages coffee table book called Out There, Jonathan Pareto's Life and Dance. This is very exciting for all of us at PNB. We're Thank all you. very proud of you and proud for you <laughs> because you've had just a remarkable career here. Um, I. You've always been one of my favorite dancers, and I was a professional division student in 2007 through 2008, and got to see a lot of shows. That's the the perk of being a PD here. (laughs) You get to watch from the audience all the time, and I was just blown away by you that year so much. I got to see you do Fancy Free. And in the upper room, mm-hmm. and square dance, and uh, God, so many others. Mercutio for the first time, mm-hmm. which was unbelievably power packed and <laughs> dramatically astounding. Um, so yeah, it's it's really exciting to now see what all of us have watched for so many years be recognized in this way. And I wanted to ask you, how did this begin? <laughs> it was really, it's crazy. I mean, I never imagined actually having a book. Um, but it happened last year, like literally almost a year ago, Marcy contacted me. She was doing um, a small article for um, another paper and she casually just like mentioned, hey, would you ever be interested in doing a book? And I was like, what? (laughs) And she's like, yeah, a book about yourself. And I was like, sure. Like, how could you say no to that? Like, so yeah and I kind of thought because she was like I'll get back to you and I was like okay and I was thinking it would take time you know Mm -hmm. I had just had my second foot surgery Um, I didn't think it was going to be like a week later that she contacted me and then the following week we started working on the book and here it is a year later and it's coming out in September Mm -hmm. so it's it's crazy. Yeah, Marcy and is exciting. Yeah, she's a very and weird. <laughs> <laughs> she's a very go get em kind of person. And also, um, the book is designed and edited by Rosie Gaynor, who's yeah. a big staple of Seattle dance writing. And she's, she's the heart and soul of the whole book. Like she's the force behind it. Yeah. 
you can tell her passion. We've had a we've had a couple of conversations about the book um, via email, and she is very mm-hmm. <laughs> visibly excited for this yeah. to be coming out very soon. Yeah. Um, yeah. So as far as the book goes, I mean, it it's really being a coffee table book. It's really interesting that we do get to see your story mm-hmm. unfold. Um, it's not just a picture book. It's not just right. Jonathan looks... There are a lot of pictures, though. <laughs> there are. <laughs> There's well, a lot of candid, too. <laughs> which is fun. Yeah. But it's. I think it's great that we are, you're really sharing your life story, yeah. and especially um, the struggle behind that, because you've made it to such an incredible position, incredible position within such a major company in the United States. Yeah. And... It wasn't easy. And, and the on the first meeting that we had, the three of us, about the book, Rosie, Marcy, and myself, they had asked if I had anything I had wanted to ever say. And I was like, well, if I have this opportunity, I've always wanted to speak about being bullied and like try to empower boys especially um, who might question their sexuality or anything, but bullying in general, it doesn't have to be about that. It's about, it can be about anything, bullying. Um, But I've always wanted it to be about that. And at first they were very cute and they were like, oh, that's kind of not the direction we were wanting to go in, but let's start there. And then once we started talking about it, once I had my first meeting with Marcy, they were like, we're 100% on board with that. So that's that's what the whole beginning of the book is about. It's about my relationship with my mom and how supportive she's always been throughout my entire career and life and drove me in and out of the city every day, two times a day to my ballet classes. And then it goes into moving to Seattle and my career and everything. Mm -hmm. I remember as a PD even noticing how close you were with your mom. Mm -hmm. She was there a lot to see, which is wonderful. I remember you would bring her out to see you dance, which is, I have the same kind of relationship with my mom. So I- Moms are the best. (laughs) They are, they really, really are. Um, But yeah, I'm I'm so glad that you pushed to share that part of your life. It, It is, it's such an important issue to talk about and, understanding each other especially now it's it's it seems like a key time right. with what's been happening in the world to talk about acceptance and right. feeling love no matter who you are and opening yourself up to the people that are going to support you and find how to find them and yeah that must have been a really interesting journey for you yeah um yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> do you have anything you want to share now about that or and you have to read the book. <laughs> okay, that's it. <laughs> you have to read the book to learn it all. Um, totally fair. Uh, yeah, the book's message that's been released is be yourself and people will love you for who you are. And I think that's a great message, especially for young people. I love this, that this is an all ages book. Um, you know, your, right. your fans can appreciate it and older patrons can appreciate it. But uh, also anyone that's new to dance or new to just trying to discover who they are and find an artistic outlet. That's mm-hmm. really wonderful to be able to. Bring. And really, no matter what you do dance, ballet, whatever, you know, work at Starbucks, whatever you do, (laughs) you should just be yourself and you will find people who will love you for Mm -hmm. who you are in general. It's for everybody. Yeah. It's important to find those people. Yeah. Yeah. It changes your life, really. Um, Let's talk about Angela Sterling. Oh, yeah. We have, you have so many amazing pictures of hers in the book. How on earth did you choose? Because you've how, how long has your career been here at PMB? Um, this is um, my 18th season. So that's now. a lot of photo opportunities, yeah. <laughs> and in yeah. a big way, you've had so many incredible leading roles and so many striking images that I've seen. I don't know how you how did you go yeah. about picking that with her. Well, luckily, I really didn't have anything to do with that. <laughs> um, Angela had a million pictures in her vault and sent, like, basically, she went above and beyond and sent so many photos to Rosie. And Rosie went and picked a bunch of them. She wanted to include mainly ones that, you know, we talk about ballets, Mm -hmm. what ballets we spoke about. So we wanted to always have a picture of that. And then just some of our favorites and stuff. And, um, yeah. I think the book has, I don't even know how many photos. There's so (laughs) many photos. Uh... I, yeah, I don't even know how many. So we we didn't really eliminate. We just kept putting more in. That's well, that, that's fun for people yeah. that are going through the book. Um, and My then, favorite p- photos though are the candids that we put in. Yeah. Like I put a, we picked a lot from like my private life of, I mean I even have drag pictures in there and Halloween <laughs> pictures and like everything you've had some very good Halloween costumes I've, I love Halloween <laughs> but like it's it's a it's very real like I wanted yeah. it to be me yeah. you know so that's not, right. you know 
Yeah, not just a, a dance uh, vanity, yeah. vanity yeah. shot book. No. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, that's wonderful. Uh, and then I, you also have commentary on 10 roles. Mm-hmm. How did that process come to be? Because that's a lot, to, also a lot to sort through as far as your career here. Yeah, um, I, I just went with like whatever pops into my head first because you, you know, those always stay kind of to the top of your brain throughout your whole career. Um, so the first ones, and they really were. I think I, I think when we first started, I think I had about fifteen, and then we just we made it down to ten. Mm-hmm. Um, it was hard to do, but. The list is, it, it, I mean, it's like, they really are my favorite 10 that I picked. Can you share a couple? Um, sure. <laughs> um, the Rite of Spring, Glenn Tetley's The Rite of Spring is in there. Agon's in there. Um, Kent Stoll's Duelish, mm-hmm. a, a pas he choreographed for Noe and I. <laughs> um, I love that ballet. Um, Square Dance is in there. Um, and when you were you know discussing them how how was that what was that process like because you did you talk about just your time working with different stagers or was it kind of a accumulation of different experiences all different stories um for example a million kisses to my skin is in there also and there's a a a little paragraph about um tim coachman who staged it and i mean not a little i mean he was in um, uh, the whole thing but like there was just one paragraph about i was actually wearing his cologne that day (laughs) and i was because we all were obsessed with how good he smelled he smelled amazing so that's in there (laughs) so that's in there and the fact that sarah orza said i couldn't buy the cologne because it was tim's that's in there too show her so yeah it's it's very like behind the scenes like just it's me talking so like it's just like blabbing basically not <laughs> nothing like yeah well, that, i think that's more fun for people I, there's a lot of books about dance where it's this really intense artistic reflection and not that that's not very valuable right. it is but when you can have a mix of that and also just what it was actually like for you personally right. and what things you remember what things made you laugh yeah. because that's part of the, that's a huge part of the process looking back on it where the just the moments in the studio that you remember right. the most that yeah, there, remember how funny this was. Or Agon. When I talk about Agon, I talk about being 18 for here in mm-hmm. at PMB for the first time and asking to learn it from Francia and her actually working with me. Mm-hmm. You know, because there was time in the studio. So, so there is a lot of just like you know personal stories in there. That's amazing. And I know it, we also have on here that you discuss your leading roles, but also your guest appearances, which you've had a lot of. Mm-hmm. And I know a big one just from a couple of years ago was at Jacob's Pillow. Yeah. And can you share a little bit about that? That was sure. a really interesting. It was amazing. Um, I got to do State of Darkness, which is also one of my favorite um, ballets that I've done. I got to do that at the Pillow. Um, I had a dress rehearsal at the beautiful outdoor theater and then it rained <laughs> it's the only day it rained the and they had to cancel my show and move me well not cancel it just move me to the indoor barn but it was the coolest <laughs> it was the it was the coolest experience um the front row which was as close as like you boys are to me right now because it was so tiny was peter bowl my mother melissa fenley who choreographed it her husband and carrie emler right in the front of the room just like this um but it was amazing it was it was one of the coolest performances uh, opportunities that i got to do yeah i'm so glad that ended up being so Um, great because we were all so disappointed for you but that i don't know if you've ever seen pictures of the jacob's pillow outdoor stage it is stunning stunning (laughs) it's a dream and like in the dress rehearsal i was like i can't believe i'm gonna get to do this tonight and there's gonna be so many people out there <laughs> and then it rained <laughs> literally the literally the only day out of literally what, how many days the only so day. we were there for a while yeah like and they and they even said we're like we're so bummed that we had to cancel this on you because i specifically said i don't care like like i will do it in the rain <laughs> like let people put umbrellas up extra like that dramatic. cheesy dance movie <laughs> what was that the company and they oh, all yes. put umbrellas up <laughs> yeah i was like let's i don't care yeah that would have been, I, I think that would have been fun. Mm-hmm. Possibly yeah. dangerous, but, <laughs> but very been, fun. It would have worked. Yeah, and can you explain that piece a little bit for, I mean, for them? It's, it's sure, a, it's um, a 34-minute solo. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> to the Rite of Spring music. Um, but, yeah, it's it's one of my favorite things. It's 
a marathon. It's amazing. To say, it's really to cool. say the least. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A marathon where you also have to look really good and be dramatically on point. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're not just running. No. <laughs> it's a very intense piece to watch. To, um, seeing someone accomplish that work is, I think, huge for the audience, too. You're very invest- invested watching someone on stage right. for that long go yeah. through all of that. So, And Peter Bull, it's one of his favorite pieces, too. He danced the piece himself, um, taught by Melissa Fenley also. So, yeah, yeah there's a lot of history with that yeah. for, <laughs> for all of us at PNB. Um, so I wanted to see if you have any questions for Jonathan. Um, so at the beginning of this, you... St- opened with um, the fact that you really wanted to address bullying. And I know every single one of us sitting here has been through it, um, regardless of what it was about, Mm -hmm. if it was about, um, why are you a male ballet dancer, aren't all of them gay, Mm -hmm. that kind of stuff. And I was just kind of wondering, what was it that made you just put all of that aside and actually get that far in your career? Well my mother my mother was my like backbone for i mean she still is um and she w- you know would tell me not to listen to them and you're going to be a famous dancer one day i just know you are and and i believed her and i loved ballet so much like i had found my home like that's the only way i can describe it is just like my house, you know, and like I, it all made sense for me and it was worth it. So it was worth the bullying because I, I, you, I developed a thick skin, um, which is, which is good. It's, you know, you have to be tough in in this career anyway, but, um, you just, I had to just stop listening. I, 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 I didn't listen to them and I listened to my mom. I mean, I really did. And I was comfortable in the studio. Yeah. and doing the work and doing the ballet and performing in front of people it was better than anything it's still the best thing in the world performing for me is is home being on stage there's nothing better there's nothing better than the sound of applause there isn't um i was wondering what what your experience was you said you had two foot surgeries and like different injuries and mm-hmm. like how do you deal with things like that well not very well always <laughs> which is why i had to have the second foot surgery um i've actually had three surgeries so far altogether. Uh, not so far i'm done <laughs> um but i had orthoscopic knee uh medial meniscus tear repair surgery which was like easier than getting my wisdom teeth taken out not i mean but just saying that that went off without a hitch it was awesome i was back performing in a month um so then i thought with my first foot surgery i could do the same thing which it was not the same situation i came back a month after and i did carabas um which i was like it's a character role it's fine that foot is the foot in the high heel though because she has the limp so there's only one high heel and one flat and of course that was the shoe with the high heel so my foot was in this all throughout the whole show which was not very good and then shortly thereafter i actually performed state of darkness right away after too not very smart either but i was like i'm doing i'm doing it i'm doing it i don't care um which is why a year later I had to have the second foot surgery because I had developed bone cysts and I had lost my whole releve. So I learned that you had to be patient. You have to be patient with your bodies and you have to take care of your bodies. You really, really, really do. Um, And you just have to treat them like you would treat, if you were a musician, the way you would treat your violin or your instrument, you really do have to treat your body the same way. and be patient. If something hurts, don't push through it. Younger, the younger generation, like I did when I was younger, you pushed through everything and you could make it worse. If I did not come back too soon, I may have not to have gotten to do State of Darkness that time. That wasn't Jacob's Pillow though, but I may have not gotten to do it that time. Um, but I might not have missed eight months recovering from the second foot surgery because that's how long it took the second foot surgery for me to come back i just came back i had my surgery last july and i just came back in january of this year so okay yeah yeah jonathan has been i will say a huge advocate for the company in a lot of ways and especially for younger dancers and 
uh, injuries happen, and I, I know you're always very vocal with mm-hmm. us, which is great about the learning curve. Yeah. Because there, there is one, especially when you're not used to dancing this much, and how how to voice the concerns that you're having about your body is a very difficult thing to do. So, um, yeah, input like that is really helpful. And he's even our uh, union rep, too. <laughs> <laughs> it so. just means I have a loud mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't say that. <laughs> you're, good for, you're good at standing up for people. So <laughs> we appreciate it. Um, what piece has moved you the most to watch and then also to dance? Um, probably Prodigal Son. Um, both, for both of that. Um, that last moment when he's so, you know, he's stripped of everything and he comes home to his father and the musical, the music notes there of him putting his arms behind his back and then crawling on his knees to his father. I, it's amazing. It's amazing to perform and to watch other casts do it. I used to watch Peter do it all the time. I used to go to City Ballet and watch him constantly. I even asked for his shoes. <laughs> he never gave me them. He never gave me them. It's never too late. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, so many so many pieces. I would say that is like one of the number one favorites. Um, but then pieces that move me, I mean, watching A Million Kisses to My Skin for the first time, I was like, what? <laughs> like, it's like, n- n- it was, it's like life, you know, it's spectacular. And David Dawson's amazing. I'm obsessed with him. I have like the hugest crush on him. <laughs> um, and I, what else? I, watching, watching State of Darkness too moved me to like i have to do that you know 34 (laughs) minutes you know that's crazy um but it's amazing too to get through that when you perform it and know you know from beginning to end because it is a a marathon and it's so mental um I'll just say those three because I'll just keep talking. <laughs> yeah, I feel like you have a big reputation for uh, pulling off marathon or extreme sport style my ballets. Fa- those are my favorites. <laughs> those are my favorites. I think that's like I love to show how athletic ballet is and because people forget how you know they it, ballet is beautiful and pretty, but it's rough. And those ballerinas in white tutus are backstage, like, grunting and dying, you know? But you don't see that on stage. That's why the ballets that are so physical, I love that. You know, like, we are athletes. And, like, it's so cool to show that. And you're just, you're so great at that. You're so powerful. It's incredible. Thank you. I, I remember, I think one of my most, it was some of the most fun I've ever had on stage, but also I was, I... I've, I've told you this before. I get very intimidated when I dance with Jonathan, not because he's not the nicest person ever, but because I respect him so much. <laughs> and we did a piece called Forgotten Land that is it's coming back. It's a great back. piece, yeah. It's a great piece, and it is very difficult. It's very difficult. <laughs> and I was like, oh my god, I have to keep up with Jonathan. It's, an, it's, <laughs> it's so just, good, though. It's so hard. It's, it's so awesome. Amazing. Yeah. But that was like... I'm so happy that ballet's coming back. <laughs> <laughs> over my head, like, I, I, this ballet's really hard, and I'm next to this person that can just do anything, because I've seen you do Upper Room and Mercutio, the first time I saw you do that, just blew my mind. And yeah, so he can do a marathon piece like no one's business, that's for sure. Um, I actually wanted to quickly take an aside and talk to you. You've choreographed a bit mm-hmm. before. And um, do, you, do you still enjoy doing that? Is this something I, you want to do more? I do. Um, I, I choreograph more when I find music that I become obsessed with and that I and like the only way for me to like stop listening to it basically is not to stop listening to it but like I'm in, obsessed with it and I just listen to it over and over and over again and see dance in my head and like I'm like I have to choreograph something to it so if that doesn't happen I won't choreograph um, but I love to do it I love to choreograph and be on that side of the room too do you think you'll do that more definitely yeah yeah definitely as long as there's music out there (laughs) which there is i'm just lazy and not looking (laughs) for it question Mm -hmm. when you choreograph do you like base it off your own experiences in life or like the movement or like a story in there like the story or like emotions yes charge your yes choreography Uh uh-huh yes completely like you, it's like a, a, it's like Taylor Swift writing a love song <laughs> about one of her exes. It's the same thing, you know. Like you can, you can, you can heal. It's therapy. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. I think that's the best analogy I've ever it's heard. So true, <laughs> yeah. It's so true, though. It's so true. I it may is. have choreographed a pas de deux that was about that. <laughs> Perhaps. Mm-hmm. It might have happened. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so, this is completely off topic. Uh, did you have any huge role models, like people you looked up to, friends that were always there when you were growing up, um, just anyone that really pushed you to do better, whether it's uh, Peter Bowl or a friend you had growing up. Was there anyone super special like that in your life? Well, I was obsessed with Baryshnikov growing up. He right. was my idol. He still is my idol. I'm still obsessed with him. I think he's just, it, I mean, hes it's ridiculous how good he is. Um, Peter was, Peter is one of my idols. Um, I, 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 I used to go to every show that he did when I was at SAB. Um, and I was in his first intermediate men's ballet class he ever taught at SAB. Um, so, yeah, I've, he's been one of my idols forever. Um, and then, yes, dancers in the company. I, I mean, I could list a million to you. I mean, they, they've all pushed me. I mean, when I joined P&B, Patricia Barker was the ballerina of the company, and she's still, I get nervous around her because she's <laughs> a ballerina, you know? Yeah. She's amazing. Um, and Carrie Emler is my best friend, and she's she has pushed me throughout my whole career because um, there's no one like her. She's unbelievable. She's stronger than all the boys, <laughs> like all of us. She does double soda bosques and double tours, and she's stupid. Um, so yeah, I mean there, and there's so, and there's more, and there's more. Like I could list so many more people, and it's good to see the great qualities that people have around you and to push you to always be your best version. You know, in a in a healthy competitive way, not in a better than them way. It in its it's them pushing you to still be your best, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you and Carrie have had a very special relationship. Oh, yeah. She <laughs> even says it. It's always like that song, Anything You Can Do, I Can Do Better. <laughs> always had it. But we love each other, it's, like stupid. The love yeah. is yeah. very visible. Yeah. And on stage, too, I've seen you perform together so many times, and it, you, there's something different when you two yeah. are on stage together. <laughs> I mean, we, it, we, it, it yeah. Nine Sinatra songs. We is, have uh, so much fun. Well, that's our relationship. It's her bossing me around. <laughs> <laughs> that is a, mm-hmm. a great one for you, too, but so many others, too. Yeah. yeah. There's a, you can tell the difference friends when you two are together for sure um, I was wondering about like as far as um, you probably don't get it anymore but like nerves before a show and how you control it and like channel it in a good way or rather than a bad way and uh, like because it's good to have but not, yeah not in a not in the negative no you're you you're spot on with that that that's like nerves are very good because um, it means that you're excited that and like we, you have to, you, you said it all perfectly. You said it the same way that I, like, I'm just repeating what you said, but that's exactly how I believe, that's what I believe. You have to, you have to take those nerves and, and use them for excitement and not use them like stress. Cause when it manifests into the stress and like, you know, the shaky and then like the legs get weird, you know, yeah. you have to, you, you have to take it and go, I'm this nervous because I'm so excited and I'm going to go out there and do a great job, you know, and like yeah. have fun. And that's great because without that, you almost lose, like, why am I doing this anymore? You know, like you should always have a little bit of that excitement and those nerves feel those, you know, that, that you're going to get back out there and do it again. And not like, not, I don't mean like you should always be nervous and it hinder you and then you like retire at <laughs> 19 and you're like, I can't, I can't, but I, I, it, you should always just have that. And, it, and of course you'll like feel that with more roles than others mm-hmm. and, um, some ballets you, you just, you don't like have the tummy butterflies, but you're still excited and, but yeah, you said it, you just have to channel it into a positive way. Mm-hmm. Thanks. <laughs> um, you said Peter Bull was one of your favorite dancers when you were growing up. What was your reaction when you heard that he was taking over the company? Um, 
I was like, he's following me everywhere. <laughs> no, um, I was super excited. We all were. There was a lot of of his students that he taught at SAB here um, at one time. Uh, so we were all super stoked and, like, you know, keeping it in the family. Yeah. Is this kind of irrelevant, but when did you go to SAB? Um, I went when I was in ninth grade, so I was... 13, 14. Okay. And then you graduated there and then... Yeah, I was 14. 14. Oh, okay. And then I went to... I was there for four years and then I joined PNB at 18. Okay. Sweet. Did you, did you audition there with Kent and Francia or...? So my... Uh, that's in the book. That's in the book. But um, I, I didn't even know I was auditioning for PNB when I was auditioning for PNB <laughs> because it'll go into more detail, but um, I didn't know what Kent looked like and he was watching my class and I was goofing off because it was a crammy class. <laughs> oh, and I yeah. had like big leg warmers on and an oversized gap sweat t-shirt because that was my Darcy Kistler outfit that I wore and yeah I did 32 fuete turns swan the girls fuete turns and I landed in the dying swan pose on the floor and then Craig Hall like presented his hand like Keon makes you all do impotida class and took me off this floor and then I found out five minutes before class was over that that was Kent Stoll and I wanted to kill myself. <laughs> <laughs> but after that class, he offered me a contract. Oh, wow. Yeah. He liked your chutzpah. He liked, yeah. <laughs> he liked my fuetes. <laughs> Who was in your class growing up? Um, my generation at SAB? Um, like people in City Ballet or people here? Yeah, both. Uh, Craig Hall, Jonathan Stafford. Oh, wow. All of them, Amar, mm. um, and then here, like Jordan Pacitti, um Oh my gosh, yeah! All of my generation people are no longer here because it was like Keon yeah. and yeah. Josh Spell, mm -hmm. um, uh, Andrew Vayette, who's at mm -hmm. City, uh, Seth Orza, mm -hmm. who's here now, and Sarah. That I was that whole generation. That's so cool. And you were the generation that the PMB school just did a piece that was choreographed. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, Christopher Wielden's first ballet ever was Send a Ballet. Mm -hmm. And he was, and Peter Martin's not made, but like it he, he was to choreograph on the school. Mm -hmm. So I was in the original cast of that. All those people that I just listed, we were all like the original cast wow. of that. And we got That's to perform crazy. it with City Ballet in one of their real programs. Like we were, oh yeah. Like so, like really we cool. got to watch backstage. I remember I got to watch Peter Bull for the not the first time seeing him do it, but the first time I was backstage at State Theater watching him do Agon, and I was like dying. <laughs> like, this is so weird. I just want a contract. You know? <laughs> and then we got to perform. You know, send a ballet after for. I think we did. I'm not sure. I think we did a few shows, but I'm not positive. But it was amazing. And then Peter just brought it here and our school did it. Um, for the first time. For the first time. And it was cool because, you know, they still have the original casting with a bunch of our names. Carla Corbs, she was yeah. my generation. She was the original cast too. Um, oh and then, yeah, so, and they had a video of us and it was like, we all had a, a dinner one night and we got to watch the video and we were dying. <laughs> <laughs> I have so much hair on my head. It's so bizarre. That is a very, very strong class. Yeah. Uh. Yes. <laughs> wow. <laughs> a lot of talent there. It was here. fun, yeah. <laughs> so you grew up dancing at SAB, right? Or New York City Ballet, one of the two? Or... But Before I, I went to SAB, I danced in smaller schools, okay. two smaller schools. Yeah, I started dancing when I was seven in Totowa. Right, because my question was going to be, so how can somebody that is dancing maybe in a small town of Huntsville, Alabama, compared to um, these people that have been trained at these bigger dance companies like New York City Ballet growing up there since you were like seven, like my dad, or... Um, anywhere really even dancing here at the PMB school growing up and I was just wondering if there was really any difference in um, dancer outcomes there mm -hmm. because 
I know for a fact that being surrounded by more men can really um, strengthen a male dancer. Yeah. Whereas here in New York City Ballet, I'm sure have a lot more than in Huntsville, where there's like four. Right. <laughs> so I was just, my question was straight to the point here. What's the difference between dancing at a huge company compared to dancing at a smaller school? And well, honestly, I don't. I think as long as your training is good, that's all that matters. Yes, there is something to be said about being in a room with other men. I mean, I was the only boy for from when I was seven to fourteen. Because um, uh, when I joined SAB, then I was in a class of all boys, and it was amazing. And I was like, "This is awesome!" You know, like I fit in finally with like boys. Um, but if your training is good, and I know you're getting good training where you are, <laughs> the, um, that's all that matters. That's all that matters. And like, and like, just it, you just have to keep pushing yourself. I I'm I'm so happy my progression of like my studios my competition dance background like that's what I did more of before I went to SAB right. um, and I would not change any of that so I, I you know yeah all I can say is as long as your training is good that's all that matters okay and because sometimes you can there have been there have been times where people are phenomenal dancers in a small school let's say in Pennsylvania and then they move to New York and they kind of go a little crazy because they've never really been on their own before right and they lose some of their talent because there's all these outside activities and influences now on their lives so, you know, that wasn't their, that maybe they should have stayed in Pennsylvania or wherever they were from, right. you know? Yeah. It's hard to keep So as long focus. as that training is yeah. good and you're focused, that's all that matters. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And there's something, I mean, your background has, I feel like has lent itself so well to the rep that you've excelled in here too, because you don't, you're not just good at ballet, you're good at so many different things. Victor Quijada does some really wild stuff that you can do <laughs> that not a lot of other people can, and it seems like that was a great starting point in a way to have right. that experience in jazz. And right. You did a yeah. Tap also, right? Yeah. Yeah. So. I yeah, I did point for two years too. Oh my gosh. So yeah, <laughs> um, my teacher made me, but I was happy about it. <laughs> <laughs> Now you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not many men in the company besides Josh. Right. Man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. He knows more than me. <laughs> Trocadero. Mm -hmm. That'll get you very familiar with white, that's for sure. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it seems like, you know, that's also a benefit too that you can look at with smaller schools sometimes is diversity of training is yeah. sometimes different. And, and sometimes the smaller schools, you get even more attention mm -hmm. than you would in a bigger you know, larger class. Yeah. yeah. I grew up with uh, two boys dancing. They were the only two boys, their best friends. Mm -hmm. And yeah, and they got a lot of attention. Right. One, of, one of them is uh, just got promoted soloist at Dutch National, too. That's amazing. He, wow. was, he was in Tucson until he was a senior. So. Congratulations. So yeah, he. That's awesome. He did well in spite yeah. of being the only, one of only two boys right. <laughs> at a very small school. And yeah, right. so. That's awesome. Yeah, because they, they really, he got to, I mean, when you don't have a lot of partners, especially, right. <laughs> you get used more a little right. bit. So. Yeah. <laughs> they need you very badly. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I know he was really sick of doing the Nutcracker Prince after a certain amount of years. Right. Five. <laughs> what was your studio called? Uh, my first one was Totoa Dance Center, mm -hmm. and my second one was for dancers only. Oh, oh, oh. You compete against them. Oh, really? Yeah, everything you're saying is like hitting very close to home. <laughs> your school What's your school's name again? It's called East Coast Movement. Okay. But I went to, well, I did that and I also did ballet. Okay. So I kind of did competitions and. Uh huh. But it's weird, yeah, we, I know so many people that graduated from there like a few years ago. That's so funny, yeah. <laughs> Do you know Billy Larson? Oh, yeah, totally. He was my teacher. Okay. Yeah. And he has like another school. Now, right well, in Totowa. That that what is his school? He's oh, his okay. Yeah. But we only he like.
took two parts of the studio and put it together. So we only had like a few years. Okay. And most of them graduated by the end of it. I was like one of the younger ones. Okay. But um, yeah, so I grew up with him. Yeah, because he was, he was like my generation of yeah. competitions. Yeah. That's <laughs> so weird. Yeah. <laughs> Again, a very small room. <laughs> the dance world is so small. It is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's kind of crazy. I just wanted to know why you started dancing. Um, so the story goes, the only influence that I had with ballet, with dance, was my mom took me to see the Nutcracker. It's in the book, actually. Oh. <laughs> um, but my mom took me to see the Nutcracker with my brother and sister, and I fell asleep. I slept through the whole <laughs> Nutcracker. But that's the only connection to dance that I ever had. And then, like, that's how we've, like, pieced it together, because nobody in my family dances or anything. Um, but ever since, you know, I could talk, basically, when people would ask what I wanted to be when I'd grow up, I said I wanted to be a dancer. And they all thought I was insane. <laughs> and then for my seventh birthday present, um, they, my mom and a family friend enrolled me in ballet tap combo one classes <laughs> at Totowa Dance Center with Barbara Bruno. And um, yeah, I'm still here. <laughs> Luckily for all of us. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, so obviously you've excelled greatly in the ballet world. Um, do you have a second favorite dance style? Because I love ballet, but I also love tap, and I'm sure everybody else here has a second favorite too. And I was just wondering what your second favorite. Do I have a second favorite? Yeah. Um. Or is it just all ballet? It's, no, because it's not right. But like, what I loved about I actually wanted to be on Broadway before I wanted to be in a ballet company, and it wasn't until I. Was for, it wasn't until I joined SAB at 14 that I was like, wait, I can do everything with ballet. Because, like, you know, in, especially here at PNB, we do, like Maggie said, we do so many different, you know, variations and forms of dance. And all of our ballets are not just ballet, you know, right. we do do some break dancing, <laughs> Victor Quijada, and, you know, we have like jazzy things too, like uh, Waiting at the Station, Twilight Tharp, and Take Five. Susan Stroman and so I was like going to see when I going to watch New York City Ballet and I was like wait this is amazing this is not just ballet um so I don't know how to answer that <laughs> um I actually hated tap oh <laughs> I no did. I know I feel bad saying that because you love it <laughs> but I, I like but yeah uh, I like watching it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, I had a tap solo. I was like, why am I doing this? <laughs> um, but I love that you love tap. That's awesome. It's just an hour and 30 minutes of Petit Allegro. <laughs> that's true. And that's so funny that you say that because Petit Allegro is my favorite in class. <laughs> but you don't like tap. But I don't like tap, but Petit Allegro is my favorite. I, that's so funny. Well, now I'm looking at it so differently. Maybe I love tap. Yeah, you should have looked at it that way. Yes. When you were younger. That is so funny. I never had it like explained to me like that before. That's very cool. I'm totally stealing that. Um, I don't know. I love like jazzy stuff. Right. I love jazzy stuff. That's why I love Duelish and a uh, bunch of Kent Stoll ballets were always so much fun, like Silver Lining. Um, I like theater pieces. Yeah. I like character roles. Carabas is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't really answer that well for you. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> well, now you know you love taps. You yeah. Now I love Tito Allegro tap. <laughs> you can take with Christian and I. We started okay. tap. Did you really? <laughs> we did. That's awesome. <laughs> it's good for my ankles. Uh -huh. It was very strengthening. Yeah, so funny. <laughs> Just last week we started again. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> Side note. Um, you guys can tap in Slaughter coming up. I yeah. know. Yep. And, well, no, I guess Westside doesn't have any. What else do we have? No, that's pretty much it. Slaughter. Yeah. Yeah, he wants to be one of the bartenders. Yeah. <laughs> I can't be. You can't be. <laughs> but Christian totally can. He had that tap solo in Take 5, so I'm sure he will. Yes. A little soft shoe. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> any other? Um, what, what, like, how did 
working with all these like amazing choreographers change you as a dancer slowly like throughout your career working with like crystal pite and oh, forsyth and everything she's like amazing that. oh forsyth that was a dream come true <laughs> that was amazing like i that was ridiculous i never he thought that would ever happen um i don't know why i because just he's like a god to me and like all his pieces um they i mean it you they do change you they you know they shape you they uh feed you mm. it's like you feed yourself right it's it's amazing you just have to be open to hearing things because sometimes what you expect is not what the person's like or or even the journey to get from like the first rehearsal to the performance might be different than you think it's going to be and like you just have to be open to it you know but for everything i think that's like the number one thing for your career always be open to the influence and the journey is just as important as the end result mm -hmm. um but yeah you listed like two of the coolest people ever <laughs> <laughs> yeah crystal was she's like Oh my god, she's a dream. She's amazing. She's so cool and she says such like amazing things like to make your brain process mm -hmm. because like when people try to do what she does, I don't know if they can always explain it the way she does because she has such a strong ballet background and so she says it to you as a ballet dancer and you kind of naturally can get the feeling of it. I don't know, quicker, or it just makes more sense, and like, she's brilliant. She's amazing. Yeah. We saw her emergence when you guys were in... Isn't it the oh, coolest so thing it ever? It was amazing. <laughs> I was dying when we did that. I was like, this is the coolest thing so ever. Amazing. And that finale, like, we all love it. I mean, it's like, how many of us on stage, and like, it's the, it's the most exciting thing, and you're like... It's so cool. I'm glad you guys liked it. It was great. Yeah. Like the counting. Uh huh. It's, like, <laughs> it's creepy, too. Yeah. With those masks and the girls all like, dude. I mean, yeah. it's weird. It's really awesome. It's great. It's so cool. Which show did you come to on a side note? Uh, I feel like it was. I think it was like the I think first it was the opening days. night oh, okay. I saw. I saw Everyone. the. F I saw the. Like the. F Thursday performance of the classical, mm -hmm. and then I saw the Saturday performance. What roles are you looking forward to doing, like, in the future? Like, this coming year and the next year? Um, I'm really excited about, um, Forgotten Land, what Maggie had said earlier. I can't wait to do Forgotten Land. I'm super excited for, it's a good season. I'm super excited for, um, Brief Fling, Twilight Tharp. I love that ballet. It's so fun to do. Um, I'm super excited for Opus 19, The Dreamer. Mm -hmm. Um... That's always been a dream role, and I hope I get to do it. Um, <laughs> what else? I'm actually super excited for Slaughter, because I do the character in the beginning with the fake Russian accent. Oh. It's so much fun, and I do it with, one of, I do it with Jordan Pasiti, who I grew up with. He's mm. one of my best friends, and so he's the gangster, and I'm the Russian dude, oh. and like, we have so much fun doing it. Um, I love I love it. I'm uh, yeah. I'm very excited actually to bring my Russian accent back out. <laughs> Work yeah, on that. Your, your favorite David Dawson is coming back. I know we're doing a new David Dawson. Um, so new for us. So I can't wait for that too. It's a good season. It is a very good season. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it's an exciting one. And we have the Forsyth Festival or the yes. celebration coming up. And we get to do Vertiginous again in LA. So that should be fun. What about you guys? What do you? What do you? What ballets are you most looking forward to dancing one day? Forsyth. Yeah. Yeah. Just I've only seen like small videos, but it looks so much fun. Yeah. Yeah. I will say it is. It really is life changing. Yeah. And he wants you to have fun. Yeah. Too, which is the best part. He actually wants you to just. Have fun. Yeah. It's. He's and he's like a self-proclaimed like big bunhead, <laughs> and like w what was amazing with him was like we would be doing in the middle, and you would think you'd have to like be a certain way, and he'd be like, "I want you to pretend you're doing Black Swan variation right now. <laughs> that's what you're doing." 
you know, and it's like, really? <laughs> okay. And it changes everything, you know, it makes it, it gives it that fierceness that you don't have to like fake it and put it on. Mm -hmm. It's just real, you know, and genuine. He was amazing. What about you? Um, growing up in that small studio, we don't perform a lot of even what you guys would consider the mainstream ballets now. So at some point, I really want to perform as Don Q. Just that's awesome. Any time down the road, but yeah, I just I want to. You just mean like more famous? Yeah, more yeah. famous choreographies yeah. rather than the classics. Yeah, yeah. That doesn't matter though. It doesn't I know. matter. Yeah, as I mean, it really doesn't. Like, just do the work, right? And then you will when you're in a company, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well. I don't really know how to answer because I just want to do everything. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. But I know um, after seeing you do Prodigal Son, I was just like blown away, and I really wanted, I really want to do that. We did it in Variations mm -hmm. with Peter. Oh, yeah. cool! And it was so great. Was and I was like, uh, we did like the little short part at the very beginning, right? And I was like, I want to do the rest of this ballet. <laughs> <laughs> and then, but then at the same time, I want to do. The contrasting things like Forsyth and like right. expand because mm -hmm. we don't get to do a lot of yeah. things like that at SAB. Yeah, we had um, the director from Dresden come and he did a little workshop with us of Forsyth. Like, and we I've done that twice, and that that's like basically all right. I've been able to do. So it'd be nice to do some of that and some Crystal and yeah, new things and maybe some classics. Yeah, same one. I was in a little studio before SAB and. Um, it was me and one other boy for a year, and then he left, and it was just me and a bunch of girls for like probably eight years until I came to SAB or seven years. And then we did like probably like every year we'd do like Swan Lake, and then we'd do Don Q, and that right. was just it. it and I, I was so young, I never did anything. Right. And I was, I was like carrying a pot around. Yeah. <laughs> but I'd love to do something like that. So yeah, I guess right. everything. That's great. Good. Yeah. It's it's so true. Like, um, when I was at SAB, I was... I mean, I'm still obsessed with Balanchine. Mm -hmm. I love it. It's, you know, what I was trained in. It's, yeah. like, what feels the most comfortable. Yeah. Um, and, that, like, you know, physically natural, like, to do. Because we did it. You do it. Yeah. <laughs> but it wasn't until I came to P&B that I saw Forsyth for the first time. And I was like... Wait a minute. <laughs> I my mind just got blown again. I have never this is a real thing. You know? And like in the middle the music is not music like you're used to, right? And it's I like I thought that was the coolest thing. I I think in the middle is like the original cool ballet because it was for me. It was the first like super cool ballet. Um but uh it's true like that's great that you already can, like are aware of so many other things though because I wasn't I was just it, like it, it wasn't until I moved here that I was like there's more there's other things mm -hmm. to do it's okay to be different yeah <laughs> exactly yeah yeah um definitely add on mm -hmm. anything balancing black and white really like, yeah I, I'm in love but um and kind of like who cares too. oh Something yeah like that that's great um and duo concert tongue is a really great one too yeah <laughs> A lot of balance. You're a balancing. <laughs> You're a balancing boy. But I definitely love contemporary too. Yeah. I want to explore that like to the max. Yeah. So. That's awesome. But we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Well, then we'll wrap up here. This has been a great episode. Thank you so much, Jonathan. Thank you. My pleasure. For talking about the book with us and speaking thank with you guys. Our, no, the no, next generation of yeah. <laughs> male stars. And thank you all for being here. Thank this you. is fun to do this from the summer course. So. Uh, that's it for Beyond the Bar today, and we'll see you next time. Thank you. Thank you for joining me for such a fun episode of Beyond the Bar. Until next time, I'm your host, Margaret Mullen.